0: Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon Podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon Podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former city players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon Podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that, and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now, enjoy the end of this generic recorded message, and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode.
1: When I signed in the in the Christmas time, um, we were sort of 10th in the league, eight, eight eight, 9 10th, something like that, not really making making a hell of a charge. And I think it was one of my first few games. I scored against Stoke on the 28th. I remember going to Wrexham and Gerard Vekin scoring on Boxing Day. Um, And we took, like we did with all games, we took a massive support behind there. And I think that result was the one that got us moving. And then I scored against Stoke my first goal. We beat them 2-1 at Main Road. And we just went on a charge before that. So my feelings before before the final were... I sometimes I believe in fate and I thought we're here for a reason, you know, we're not coming here to lose this. Um but after eighty five minutes of being two 0 down I was thinking a little bit differently as I'm coming off off the bench. Um but no, it was huge expectation on our shoulders in terms of we had to do it. We you know, we had to do it and um the feeling was was pretty relaxed to be fair. We had a we had a great squad of players there and um I can all remember us congregating in one room and, and having a discussion over uh, tea and biscuits. As us, uh, we had to be sensible, so we were just discussing the game and and talking about the where we wanted to be really, and did we really want to be going back to the Chesterfield and cruise. Um And little did we know that we were sort of on the verge of of you know double promotion really, which was which was a great achievement for that group of players, and especially when. When we did get promoted against Gillingham at Wembley, we never really uh, tweaked the team a hell of a lot. I think we signed Mark Kennedy and Richard Jobson, Danny Tiato, a couple of other lads. So you know, we only tweaked it a little bit, and that team went on again to to get promotion, which was which was great. So
0: I was going to ask. I mean, that Stoke goal um, around about Christmas is one that a lot of fans put down to to the start of the resurgence mm-hmm. of City. I mean, City had somewhat stagnated for the start of that season. They were yeah. still kind of recovering from the relegation. I mean, how much do you remember of, of kind of that period? I
1: remember it well because obviously, you know, my debut was at Luton away and we drew 1-1. And, um, you know, then, like I say, we, we had the the Christmas period and the Wrexham game was a big game and I always remember it being a, a bog of a pitch. It was a hell of a downpour and it was unlikely the game would go ahead and it did and we won that one and Gerald scored a good goal. And, you know, the Stoke game was it was a big game because they were going for it as well that season and um, I'd, I'd had a goal disallowed just before I scored actually which was a disappointment but um, now I remember I was actually someone showed it to me on a video the other day and it was Dickie who's gone down the left side cut back in put a great cross in and I've got my first goal which was which is a fantastic feeling um, and then I had sort of sporadic displays myself personally and I, I, I was in the team and then came out of the team at the vital time on the build up to Wembley and to be honest before before Wembley you know, the morning of the game against Gillingham I was really sweating on being on the bench I mean I think we only it was three subs on the bench in those days which is even hard to remember and it was me Ian Bishop and Tony Vaughan um, so I, I was just filled with pure relief that I'd actually made the bench because I didn't think I was going to make it um, and then obviously I had the different emotions when I came on I was just about to come on at 1-0 and it was a goal kick I remember to Gillingham real direct ball down the middle goal as I'm coming on, I'm going, Jesus Christ, this is you know, this is what you don't need coming on with three or four minutes left. Um, and being 2 0 down. And then, you know, Gillingham was celebrating this you know, our fans, a lot of our fans had left the stadium, which was and my parents were there that day as well, my, my wife was there. Um and it was just it was just a surreal moment really. The things we talked about and what we were gonna do, they were just slipping away from us massively. And then uh I can remember both the goals. I can remember Kevin's goal, and I had a I had a part to play in both the goals. Um, it was like a a bit of interchange, and a ball got played in, and I did a, a dummy, and and left it, and it went into Paul, who had an opportunity, who got tackled, and then uh, I think it might have been Sean. There were a couple of efforts of goal anyway. Kevin finished it with a nice finish, but obviously a lot of people then were still thinking. It's a consolation, um, and then when. The next ball was a long diagonal again, I think, from Gerard, and I managed to get above the defender, flicked it down um, to to Sean, who who thought was going to have a chance. It fell to Paul, and then he's you know the rest is history. Um, and I'm not sure. I've never really spoke to the rest of the players about that day. I've spoken to Paul about it because I'm real good pals with with Dicky, but I just had an unbelievable feeling of it's ours this is ours and you can just imagine how the Gillingham players were feeling when they were walking around when the whistle had gone and we were going into extra time they were so deflated and you know I I can see I can see why they've had it snatched away from them and then all of a sudden we were in the ascendancy but also at that stage as well we had about four strikers on the pitch so Joe's asked me to go and play in midfield and I remember just having so much of the ball in the extra time period me and Bish on a on a really big pitch um and I can remember just having uh I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed playing in midfield and pulling the strings with Bish. So, um but extra time was a bit of a, a non a non event really. Um but I just remember going round when we were doing penalties and, and going to the lads, this is ours, we've we've got it. We you know, we've not come this far to chuck it away now. You know, that psychological feeling in your mind that you know, we've not we've not done this to go and lose on penalties now, you know? So, um so yeah, that was it. And um, I was actually uh, on penalties earlier in the season. I missed one against Oldham at Main Road. I actually scored in the game, but we lost the game 2-1 and missed the penalty. And uh, I don't think Joe ever forgive me for that. And um, when he was going around, marking the card down for who was taking the penalties, I was sort of you know looking at him as if to say, and then he just completely looked through me. And pass to see who else would put their hand up. So I was a bit disappointed not to take one, but and, and obviously it was uh, it would have been a real nerve-wracking penalty. But no, the lads, the lads did their bit, and Nicky Weaver did his bit as well. And um, it was a great week for it was a great it was a great period for me because I'd, I'd got married that same year. I'd had my my first son, my first child, and I got married literally the Saturday after Wembley. And a lot of the lads came to the wedding as well, which was great. So. It was a, it was a great period.
0: What did what did Joe say to you going onto the pitch, knowing that, uh, that I mean you, you, you're preparing to try and kind of launch yeah. this comeback. I mean the second goal goes in straight away, and you're thinking, well, what, what can a manager say to a player who's just witnessed that happen? I think he I think he said something along the lines of,
1: "All the best, son. Go and enjoy yourself." And I literally looked at him and started laughing, especially when they scored that second goal. But um, I think he was sort of resigned to the fact then that was it. Just go and enjoy it. Um, and I played. You know, I played in four Wembley Playoff Finals and I think uh, this was my second... Sorry, this was my third one. And uh, I'd already lost the first two. I'd lost with Bristol Rovers and I'd lost with Sheffield United. And this was my third one. And I'm thinking, I'm going to lose another one here. This is three on the bounce. So, um, yeah, it just strange emotions, really, just thinking that, Christ, you know. But I just still thought, you, you know, you never know. Um, and people probably weren't feeling that positive even when Kevin scored. but uh no it was um it was a great day. The the um the celebrations are sort of sketchy afterwards to the memory because of the amount that was consumed. But um no it was it was a. I, I do remember going to Dickies the day after actually I had a great um barbecue at Paul's and all of the guys were there and Chappie was there and it was it was fantastic like, you know. But we had we had good guys in and around the place then, you know, the likes of Ronnie Evans, I mean George's lad is here in the academy now. Roy Bailey Acer Hartford, Willie Donaghy and obviously Joe and, and chappie so it was uh, we had a real good a real good uh, solid staff in those days you know
0: how much do you think that game kind of saved Manchester City because I mean, we don't know the full extent of, of kind of like the financial problems that the club were having at the time but they were still recovering from two relegations so mm. I mean it's there must have been quite a lot of importance on that game did that add any kind of pressure to it? Well, there was always pressure in in League one,
1: we were going like I say to places like crew and, and Blackpool. I remember going to Blackpool and it it just felt like a home game. We had like three sides of the of the of the stadium almost um and it it was just it was masses of pressure and the fans would let you know about it no doubt, if we hadn't have performed well and got turned over and there were some dark days there's no doubt about that there really were some dark days um, but I always think that if we hadn't have got back up that day with the club and the amount of support that it's got it was always going to bounce back uh, if, if it wasn't going to be then, I mean people always say yeah but what if they might have fell fell away but I, I don't think so I don't think that would have happened I think eventually they would have risen and um, thankfully we, we went straight away back to back promotions so um, you know it was I wouldn't say the club was a sleeping giant back then because everyone knew how, how big it was anyway but potential was always there and the fan base was always there so I think it was only a matter of time really that if it hadn't been that season and or maybe not even the season after I think we would have got back there eventually.
0: Now I mean you mentioned there the uh, back-to-back promotions how much do you think the very fact that two goals in in I think about four and a half minutes at, Mm. at Wembley actually spurred on the squad for the entire of the next season?
1: Yeah just um the, the following season was 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 great because all of a sudden we're back in the championship and we're playing where we want to play and there were some big clubs in and around it that season, um, and I and I played I played my part. I didn't play as many games as I would have liked to have done personally. I think um, I probably only played about twelve, made about twelve appearances that season. But I think I scored six or seven goals. I scored some important goals. I remember getting a couple against Portsmouth on a Tuesday night and scoring at home. Me and the goat scored I think against Barnsley. So there were some. Uh, there were some good nights in there, but obviously the club was moving on then, and, and we signed some players, and my contract was coming to an end personally. So, um, you know, I, I've sorry, no, I had a, sorry, I had another season on then. I had a season in the Premier League, um, but yeah, I was I was more and, more and more or less the more sort of success we had, the more especially as an attacking player, we were signing strikers, and you know, I found myself. Struggling to get back into the team and in a season where I thought, well, I played my part and scored some important goals that that got us promotion, um, but yeah, I think um, it just seemed to. I think we had a system that was working, and like I said to you before, we had the the same nucleus of players. It was just go out, you know what you're about. You trust each other. Go and go and do the business, and we, we went from strength to strength. Really, we didn't go up as champions. You know, we went up in that in that final automatic spot. And it was a tense day, obviously, at Ewood Park. Um, and then to get to the promised land was uh, was unbelievable, really.
0: And now, obviously, you're, uh, you're back at City's Academy. So just, just give me a bit of an idea about what you do these days. I've been here now for two years. I'm, uh, I'm the
1: under-16 head coach. Um, I'm also the 12 to 16s coordinator at the academies, which basically um, I take care of, of the coaches within that age bracket. And... Um, and it's it's fantastic for me I mean I, I love working with the players I'm working in a place where I know really well because this is where we trained as a first team at Platte Lane. and uh, working with top talent working in a huge organisation you know we've got the the new academy that's being currently built which will be moving to soon and it's uh, it's funny sometimes because I look at it and go I, I struggle to sort of compare the club that I played for to what it is now but Listen, it's it's unbelievable. It's fantastic, really. Um, before I was under-16 coach, I was working on a project, uh, the Rishworth project, which involved an exchange program between boys from Abu Dhabi and, and here. And uh, you know, I had numerous visits to to the UAE and seeing how things work out there. You can see the vision that the owners have for this club and the quest for excellence I would say, they want everything to be really spot on and I think when you go there you really do that hit zone when you feel that so um, it's it's great for me working in this environment also great for me, I never really use it to be quite honest but to, to speak to the players and, and basically have that experience playing for the club, I know exactly what they're striving to achieve which I think is important um, and it's it's great, I'm really enjoying it you know I. I I played until i was thirty eight thirty nine and to to have that seamless transition straight into coaching was was uh, was one that i'm really thankful for
0: and of course i mean you, you, you mentioned there you talked to the players about having played here i mean it's it's a world away from from the club now is a world away from what the club that you played for, but you've again you've kind of you've been able to see that that transition mm-hmm. so i mean is, is that something that i mean you can offer a lot of experience to the players about how to to break through into this team
1: yeah definitely and the and the bar's always raising i think um it would have been back when i was playing it would have been easier for a young player to get into that first team environment than it obviously would be now you know the bar is really raised um but we're 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 about developing the person here and I'm not just the player and i think that's that's real key and that's one avenue that i tend to do, to go down quite a bit with the players because you know they uh, they get treated really well here. You know they get really looked after, and it's a, f- a fantastic life. And if you're fortunate enough to make it as a professional, um, you know it's it's just such a great great way to live your life. You know, doing something that you love. So uh, no, it, it's great. It's um, it's a good tool for me to use, definitely.
0: And finally, I just want to ask. Um when you see now, um, people say things like, "Oh, that goal that Sergio Aguero scored—the last-minute uh, winner to win the league." And you think, "Well, actually, you know, it's been done before." Yeah. Uh, what's What's your reaction? I mean, is that the only way City were ever going to win the first title, the first Premier League title? Do you think?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I was in the stadium that day with my wife and, and children, and it was uh, it was an unbelievable moment. Really, I went through all the emotions, like obviously every fan did, and uh, I actually turned to my wife and said. I know how you felt now at wembley because it was horrible for me watching it i think if you're involved uh out on the pitch you're not feeling that tension and that emotion from the supporters you've got it in your mind obviously we're up against it and we need to do something but you can do something about it And when you're in the stands with the rest of their supporters i was god i must have aged but um no unbelievable i mean my youngest son is 10 and he's a huge city fan and just the emotion at the end of, of, of lifting him up in the air. And I, I know how those supporters felt now back in back in 99, you know. So it's great. It's it's really good. And it's been nice re- recently, obviously, with Les Chapman's game, to be able to come back in contact with a lot of the lads from 99. Um, and, and that's great, you know. It's, it's great to see a few old faces. It seems like yesterday, but also feels a long time ago. Um, and, and great to see those boys. And, you know, they... they Everyone played their part, there's no doubt about that. Everyone played their part in in getting the club back to, to where it belonged.